thugs, lowlifes, henchmen, and fellow goons, we are gathered here to discuss the major thorn in our side, Plastic Man. Plastic Man! Plastic Man! Plastic Man! He's a real good guy in a bright red suit. And he always wears goggles and a belt that's a beaut. He was a crook, but he reformed and then he reformed and reformed and reformed again. Plastic Man, Plastic Man, the one, the original Elastic Man, always in great shape for the shape he's in, the fantastic. Hi everyone, and welcome to Plastic Cast, the podcast dedicated to the longest arm of the law, Plastic Man. And this podcast is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Since this is the very first episode of the Plastic Cast, let me tell you a little bit about the format of the show. So far, there is no format. Um, <laughs> essentially, what we'll be doing is sort of a combo index, cherry-picked issue and stories, and Plastic Man news podcast. I'll also be talking about Plastic Man in cartoons, from his Plastic Man comedy adventure show to his more recent appearances in Justice League action. It's a really good time for Plastic Man, because after too long an absence from comics, Plastic Man is suddenly everywhere. As I mentioned before, he's made regular appearances in the new cartoon Justice League action, and just recently DC hinted at Plastic Man's return to the comics with a fairly big Easter egg in Dark Days The Forge number one. So hopefully we're going to see a lot more Plastic Man than we have in the past few years. Speaking of the past few years, let's talk a little bit about Plastic Man's history in comics. And I promise to keep it brief. Plastic Man first appeared in Police Comics number 1, which has a cover date of August 1941. It was actually on stands May 14th, 1941. Thanks Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Plastic Man was created, of course, by Jack Cole, uh, an artist who really was ahead of his time in a lot of ways, and uh, we'll be talking about that in more depth as we as we go into further episodes. But for now, it's it's enough to say that while Cole would go on to do other things, Plastic Man, even today, is his most famous creation. When Plastic Man came out in 1941, it was pretty much an immediate hit. As I said, he came out in Police Comics number one. And he would go on to be featured in 102 issues of Police out of 107 total. After 102 issues, Police Comics would actually go back to being about, you know, police and crime and that sort of thing. And most of the stories, uh, most of the Plastic Man stories were going into reprints at that point. But you have to understand that at the same time that Police Comics was running, a few issues into Police, Quality Comics, which is publishing Police Comics at the time, also launched a Plastic Man title, and that ran for 64 issues also. So you have to think about this. Plastic Man was being featured in Police Comics, and at the same time, in his own self-titled comic book. And that, I think, speaks volumes about Plastic Man's popularity. But after that, Plastic Man kind of just disappeared for a while. And a lot of that has to do with comic books history and publishing history and where quality comics ended up and DC comics eventually picking up Plastic Man as a, you know, basically sweeping up a lot of, of the quality comics characters, which all boils down to Plastic Man not having his own series again until 1966. And even then, there was some weirdness because 
uh, Plastic Man would start with a new number one, went up to ten, and then stopped for ten whole years. It wouldn't be until a decade later that the Plastic Man series would pick up again with number eleven. But some people might say it was worth the wait because that is generally considered the Ramona Freyden run, uh, the artist Ramona Freyden, who is famous for her work on Aquaman, Super Friends, and who is rightfully known as the co-creator of Metamorpho. In the meantime, and up until pretty much the modern age, or the, the, begin, the end of the Bronze Age, really, uh, Plastic Man would make appearances here and there in what I can only assume was a combination of love for the character and a desire to keep that license active. So Plastic Man would show up here and there as a beatnik, a hobo, an occasional Batman partner, his own son at one point, and eventually a member of the JLA. Before he joined the JLA, in 1988, he would have a four-issue miniseries written by Phil Foglio and drawn by Hilary Barta. And that series is known for putting a different spin on Plastic Man, making the character a little sillier, and also having some meta-commentary on what was going on in the United States at that time. After that miniseries in the late 80s, Plastic Man wouldn't get his due again until 2004, when Kyle Baker started his own series that would go on to run for 20 issues. That is probably one of my favorite runs of Plastic Man. It won Eisner's, it got a lot of critical acclaim, and it's all deserved. If you can go out, if you haven't read it before, go out and get the Kyle Baker run right now, because it is great stuff. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my personal history with Plastic Man. Like a lot of people my age, which I'm not going to talk about right now, my first in real introduction to Plastic Man was with the cartoon, the Plastic Man Comedy Adventure Show. And I, I still have a real soft spot for it. It's very silly, but it captures a lot of the essence of, of the character. Particularly how, and I've, I've harped on this before in, on um, other Fire and Water shows, but I sincerely believe that Plastic Man works best when he's really, a, when he's really the straight man to crazy things happening around him. Uh, that's not to say that Plastic Man should be dry and, and serious all the time, because one of his defining characteristics is his wit and his humor, and that should definitely stay intact at all times. I personally don't like it when he becomes a clown or when he is insane, uh, because I think, that, I think that takes a lot away from the character's origin, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And of course, it was mo the the cartoon was modernized, and Woozy was replaced by a character called Hula Hula, which is kind of unfortunate. But it it also the cartoon also kind of reflected what was in the culture at the time, and all of that was very comfortable to kids who were watching the cartoon at that time because it was all pretty familiar. And at the same time, it was really cool to see this character who could become anything and almost seemed to do anything that he thought of. And that was great. Uh, of course, this is also the show that later gave us Baby Plaz, which I will not talk about. Okay, we're probably going to talk about Baby Plaz at some point, but I'm not going to like it. Anyway, going from the cartoon, my next major exposure to the character was probably in Adventure Comics. I might have mentioned this before, but my aunt owns a bookstore in my hometown. And when I was a kid, when my parents would go to run errands, it wasn't uncommon for them to drop me off at the bookstore, basically just to get me out of the way. But for me, it was paradise because I love that bookstore. I have been reading since I was a young kid and comics have always been a large part of that. And a lot of my introduction to comics came from sitting at a folding table in the back of that store. 
I'm sure I probably started reading the adventure comics because of Superman, who is another favorite of mine, but I distinctly remember reading the issues featuring Plastic Man. As a kid, I always liked anthology comics. I guess in my mind, I liked the variety, and I liked everything. So it was a great way to be introduced to different concepts and different characters. But Plastic Man really made an impact, and I loved those appearances in Adventure Comics. But like most things, there was one particular comic that really solidified my feeling for for Plaz, and that was All-Star Squadron Number 3, written by Roy Thomas and with pencils by Rich Buckler. As you may know, All-Star Squadron pulled together a variety of heroes and was set during World War II. And in this particular issue, the superheroes are fighting Perdegaton, who is a time traveler with all the, all the complications that come with it. And he has himself assembled a crew of villains in one of those crazy supervillain take-over-the-world schemes. And in this version, Plastic Man is again an FBI agent, which is something that comes up pretty often, working directly under the president. And in this particular issue, there's a scene where the heroes have to they have to launch an assault on Perdegaton's submarine. And they've all been kind of floating in the water on Plastic Man, who's taken the shape of a, of a life raft. Suddenly he, he says, everyone take a deep breath. And he turns himself into a torpedo with a drill bit on, on the end and dives for the submarine. He hits it and starts drilling into the side of this submarine, which is cool in itself. And then he bursts through and flops open and all the heroes come diving out ready to fight. And you can see the toll that this is taking on Plastic Man. And to me, that was such a great heroic moment for him. And that was really what made me go, oh god, I love this guy. From there, I tried to find his other appearances in All-Star Squadron. Over time, I've gone back and read his Golden Age stories and everything in between that I could find just so I could see more of Eel O'Brien's adventures. That's an important part to remember about Plastic Man, even though eventually in the comics he kind of abandoned his original identity as Eel O'Brien, who was a safecracker and wanted man, which we'll, again we'll get into. But at the heart of Plastic Man is a story of redemption, of being a a better person than even you thought you could be. And it's about imagination and having the courage to laugh in the face of danger. Isn't that really one of the ways that we define heroism? At his core, Plastic Man, Patrick Yule O'Brien, is one of the most human of superheroes. And that just really has always appealed to me. And I like to think that that's what appeals to creators also. We'll see how he's treated in the upcoming Rebirth relaunch, and we'll of course be talking about that. But that's something I think that always needs to be taken into consideration when you talk about Plastic Man. This is a guy who was a criminal, was treated nicely for probably one of the first times in his life, and completely turned his life around. Not only to become a better person, but to become a hero. I think that's a really powerful thing. Now we'll take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll get into the origin of Plastic Man. Coming to media players everywhere in 2017 from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Beginning with the origin of his comic book fandom and ending with the destruction of the universe. Professor Zoom Yukinori leads a monthly expedition through his favorite single-issue comic book stories from the Bronze Age of DC Comics. While promising unique celebrity guest perspectives in an ambitious attempt to set this program apart from other comic book review podcasts. 
thrill to the imagination. Bask in the brilliance. Experience the wonder of... The Done in One Wonders Podcast Wonder Show. Discover how compressed storytelling can broaden one's mind. Listen for it wherever Fire and Water Podcast Network podcasts are networking. So we're going to be working together? Really? Worst film you ever saw? Well, my next one will be better. It's the Film and Water Podcast. The Film and Water Podcast covers movies new and old, classic, and uh, not so classic. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, available weekly on fireandwaterpodcast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Welcome back. Let's talk about the origin of Plastic Man. As I mentioned before, Plastic Man appeared in Police Comics Number 1, which is cover dated August 1941, but was actually on the stands in May of that same year. Plastic Man was created by Jack Cole, who also wrote and drew this first issue. The story opens with a half-page splash of Plastic Man grabbing criminals from a distance, who are yelling, Yeah, it's Plastic Man! And Lego! And there's a burst of text here that says, From time to time, the comic world welcomes a new sensation, such as Plastic Man, the most fantastic man alive. Vermin of the underworld shudder at the mention of his name, and yet he was once one of them. Now, read of how this incredible character came to be. And we go into the next panel, which is late one night at the Crawford Chemical Works, where we see a gang of thugs led by Skizzle Shanks huddled around a safe being opened by none other than our pal, Eel O'Brien. One of the gang members raises the alarm that the guard is coming, and as they run, Eel, who's bringing up the rear, is shot and runs into a vat of acid. Remarkably, he does not burn to death or die after being doused with what I can only assume is a lot of toxic chemicals. But it does slow him down enough that the rest of the gang hops into their car and take off without him, leaving him to stand on the street yelling, Hey, you putrid punks, wait up! To which they reply, Adios, Eel! Cursing under his breath, Eel somehow manages to get out of the city, tromps his way through a swamp before passing out on the side of a hill. When he awakens, he's in a bed, being served tea by a monk. Eel says, Oh, my head, where am I? Who were? And the monk says, You are in Rest Haven, son. Eel says, In heaven? Me? Quit the kidding. Where I'm going, the coldest day is 300 above. To which the monk replies, Rest Haven, my boy, a mountain retreat far from the troubled world. I found you on the trail this morning, Eel O'Brien. Eel, of course, is shocked that the monk knows his name, and the monk tells him that the police actually trailed him to the retreat, but he turned him away. When Eel asks why, the monk says, Because something told me that here is a man who could become a valuable citizen if he only had the chance. The monk asks Eel to tell him his story, and Eel says, Well, you see, my folks died when I was ten, leaving me alone in the world. I tried to work hard, but people kept pushing me around, always pushing, until finally I got tired of it and started pushing them around. I'd completely lost faith in mankind until, well, you've given me a new slant on things. After the monk leaves, Eel stretches his arms out, and stretches, and stretches, and he says, Hello, what's this? Great guns, I'm stretching like a rubber band. And we get an iconic panel of Eel stretching his face out, pulling his head into a weird shape. For as shocking as this is, Eel adapts to it right away, and says, What a powerful weapon this would be. Against crime. I've been for it long enough. Here's my chance to atone for all the evil I've done. After a few days, Eel leaves the retreat, and he's ready to start his life as a crime buster. First on his list, his own gang. Back in the city, he bursts into the hideout and says, Hi, punks! 
and they say, holy cats, you alive? And of course, they're naturally nervous about it since they abandoned him <laughs> on the on the streets just a few days ago. But Eel says all he wants is his cut of the money and to get back to work. The gang lets Eel in on a job that they're going to have to rob a bank messenger. Eel agrees to go as the driver. So while the rest of the gang follows the bank messenger into a building, Eel, who is still in the car, changes quickly into his new uniform and molds his own face using his new powers so that the gang won't recognize him. Back in the building, the gang has bopped the bank messenger unconscious and are trying to get out through an escape hatch in the top of the elevator. As they try to make their getaway up the shaft by using a ladder, two hands come stretching down at them from the floor above, and a voice says, Where are you going with that dough? And of course, the gang members freak out and start shooting at, <laughs> at Plastic Man. And Plastic Man reaches his hands back and moves out of the way of the gunfire, because at this point, he doesn't realize that he's bulletproof yet. You gotta remember, his, his powers are very new to him. Skizzle tells him, dare you to stick your mitts through that barrage, wise guy, and Plastic Man promises, I'll get you yet. Knowing that the gang will be coming back down the stairs in the building, he flattens himself out and we see Plastic Man's first real shape change, and he turns himself into a rug. As the gang comes racing down the stairs, Plastic Man whips up like a rug of vengeance and yells, gotcha! The gang members panic and try to scatter, and Plastic Man makes quick work of two of the gang members while the other two run up the stairs, trying to get to the roof. Plastic Man follows him up there just in time to see the two gang members trying to get down off the roof by using a rope. But Plas quickly pulls up the rope, saying, up you come! But one of the gang members who he had originally fought back in the hall is still conscious and pushes him off the building's roof, saying, 20 stories is enough to kill any man, even him, come on! But Plastic Man rolls himself up into a ball and bounces off the sidewalk. And here we see Cole's genius for using background characters to serve as a proxy audience as there's a man in the background who sees Plaz bounce off the sidewalk and says, Great days! Plastic Man manages to get back into the car, change back into Eel O'Brien, before the gang members get down there. And of course, the gang members can't get out of there fast enough. They try to explain to Eel the monster that they just saw in the building. And Eel says, If you ask me, you dope's been hitting the pipe. <laughs> this isn't going to be the last reference to drugs we see in these Golden Age comics. At the same time, Eel is stretching his arm around the back of the car and into the open window on the opposite side. And this panel says, As they pass police headquarters, the eel reaches his arm out and around the car and, Yoik! He's in again! Eel wraps his arm around the gang members and yanks them all out of the car. And they say, We're doomed! Another one says, Run for it, Eel, while you can! And the elastic hand crashes through the window of police headquarters, depositing Skizzle Shanks and his gang right into the lap of the police officers, who cannot believe what's happening. And one of the officers demands, Out with it! Who brought you here? And Skizzle says, We don't know. He was a, a man of rubber. A plastic man. And another officer says, Plastic man, you're nuts. Take them away, Clancy. And in the final panel, we have Eel O'Brien sitting behind the wheel of the car, smiling, and saying, Now to return the money. I never knew fighting for the law could be so much fun. And our caption takes us out with, And so Plastic Man, carrying on in his role of the eel, continues to live as a thief to get inside information that will aid him as Plastic Man. Of course, I think this origin is wonderful. It is so much fun. The artwork by Cole is great. One of the things about Cole is his work was very cinematic in terms of angles and lighting. And the action is, is fantastic. It's funny without being silly all these things that future artists and writers would pick up on. And I think that says a lot about what Cole has done here, because if it wasn't good, it wouldn't have survived. The word that I keep coming back to is fun. This origin is just so much fun. And it really sets the stage for the Plastic Man stories to come. 
I'll be posting some pages from this issue so you can see for yourself. In the meantime, that will do it for this episode of the Plastic Cast. Next time, I'm sure we'll have some Plastic Man news as DC brings him back into the DC universe with Rebirth. And we'll also be talking about the origin of Plastic Man's portly pal, Woozy Winks. Leave feedback at the Fire and Water Podcast Network, which you can find at fireandwaterpodcast.com. You can also reach me at itsplasticman.wordpress.com. And you can find me online on Twitter at itsplasticman. And you can also find me at Facebook with the same handle. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the home stretch. Bye.